It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, kiddies. Your old pal here, the Joker, talking to you about Riley and Kimmy. When I'm not out trying to kill the Batman, I like to sit back with a nice Chianti and listen to Riley and Kibby. I might kill them. <laughs> a show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you'll know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode number 1009. It's a Saturday. Lake Collecticon Mount Dora is where we're at. And right next to me is... Janet! I got one name. Janet! Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy... Three very sane spectators. And the sane spectator is right next to me, although she might be going a little bit crazy because it is Lake Collecticon Day. Hi, Kimmy. Hi. Uh, are you ready to find some, you know, collectibles? Oh, yes. Are you ready to run around and talk mm-hmm. to some people with yes. me today? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Are you ready to listen to the people uh, and, and make them part of the show singing our jingle? Absolutely. Yeah, the jingers, as you call them. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of fun going to be happening today here in Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida, right? Woohoo! Oh, yeah, so all nerds, all freaks, all geeks, all cosplayers, all collectors. Come out, come out. Wherever you are. Yes, come out wherever you are. There is so much fun going on at Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida. One of the things we're going to do is take a few moments here and speak with somebody who is appearing at Lake Collecticon today. Somebody who is a very talented artist, and we are very fortunate to call a friend. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to try something here. He doesn't even know we're going to do this, Kimmy. We're going to have him talk about the other artists that are appearing today at Lake Collecticon. Mm. Get his... You know, like the first thoughts that come to mind and things like that. Uh-huh. So welcoming to the show is our very good friend, a brother from another mother, and somebody who is the biggest Batman fan on planet Earth that we know. We welcome Humphrey Chang. That's a me, Humphrey. <laughs> yeah, the, the hump. That's what we also call you. And hump, are you all excited and ready for the big day in Mount Dora, Florida, Lake Collecticon? Yep, I I totally forgot that I was doing that show. <laughs> Are you being honest? You actually forgot? Yeah, because I like I I haven't heard anything up like you know like I've been kind of like just taking a break. Okay. Like, for, for a while, ever since Tampa Bay, so I kind of like kind of you know like shut shut everything off, and it's just like um then I saw you post like. I think last week saying that I was going to be at Lake Collecticon. I was like, wait a minute. Am I doing Lake Collecticon? Yes, you are. (laughs) You were there last year. You were invited back. And I thought it'd be kind of fun right now, Humphrey, because you know, a lot of the people who will be at Lake Collecticon. If you could give some thoughts here on some of the names I'm going to throw out, maybe something that stands out by that person. Example, George Perez. What stands out? to Humphrey about George Perez. Well, my favorite character of all time, Nightwing. Ah, his creation. Yep. Nightwing, the Teen Titans. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's basically the book I grew up with. I mean, a lot of, you could tell like a lot of my influence, um, comes from George Perez. So like, um, the, the whole thing where I do, like, I always try to fit, like, I try to cram in, you know, as many characters as I can in, in one of my pieces. 
you know, I get that from like trying to be like George Perez, I guess. Mm. Like, yeah, because I'm I've I grew up with George Perez. I I've always loved those those pieces that he always does, where it's just like a massive group shot, you know. Now, I mean, who does it? You know, it's like. Well, I'm sure you have quite a few George Perez uh, comic books in your collection, and have you ever uh, had anything signed by him? Oh yeah, I've I've got plenty of stuff signed by him. Now, I mean, do you have a sketch? Did you ever get a sketch by uh, from George? No, I never got a sketch from him. Always like um, always wanted to get a sketch from him, but um, just never came around to it. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll try to get one at Lake Collecticon. What would you go for? Would you go for a Nightwing? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I would like a Nightwing, but normally, like, I have a thing, like me and you know my, you guys know my buddy Nate, um. Like me and Nate have a thing going on. Like, I go to cons and I I try to get um, if I get a sketch, it has to be either Harley or uh, Zatanna. Oh really? I didn't know that. And Nate, when he goes to the con, it has to be Conan. So like every time he goes to uh, like if he gets a sketch from somebody, it has to be you know Conan. So with me, it's like it's it's mostly like Harley and. Zatanna, so so I'd probably get him. I probably would want to get him to draw. Maybe as Zatanna, because like you know, he, he's he's done Zatanna from back in the day. So oh yeah. Now which version of uh, Zatanna do you want? Do you want the you know with the top hat and that, or that other version that was for a I'm, while? I, I'm always a big fan of the top hat one. That's my the magician outfit. Yeah, that's my favorite Zatanna. I I, I never really liked the the Cobra thing, whatever, with the, I mean, I know that's his design. Like he, he designed that, right? Like I, that. Yeah. I think if history, I think, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Like, like I've, I've, I've never was a huge fan of that. Like I've, I've always been a fan of like just a magician outfit. Right. I, I'm not really like a fan of Zatanna wearing superhero like a superhero superhero costume. Right, right. I I always like like one of those like odd characters that's in the superhero team to wear like normal clothing or something or some kind of like you well, know. Well, when they put her in the costume, she kind of looked like a member of the Legion of Superheroes to me, a little bit. It's like that's what she belonged in. Oh, when when she had the superhero costume. Yeah, yeah. It's like she should have been part of the Legionnaires, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff looked like that, I guess, back in the days, right? Like, in the 80s, or, I guess, or 70s. Like. You know, I, I'm looking at my George wall, and I that is one thing I don't have is a uh, Zatanna by him. So you'd be one up on me on there, so. Yeah, like, uh, I wanted to get him, like, that, there was one time, like I had a chance to get a sketch from them, but um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go for it. And now, now I'm curious. Is it because you're shy a little bit? There's an artist who is at Lake Collecticon. We'll talk about it in a few moments. That I think it was a year ago or so. He uh, yeah, it was a year ago. He met George, and he's a big fan. And he had he he was very very timid to meet George. I mean, is that a little bit of it there? With you? Mm. I mean, yeah, like, in a way, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I could say that. Because, um, like, it's kind of funny because, like, with, like, movie stars and celebrities and like, I don't really care about, like, meeting, like, like, famous celebrities or movie stars and stuff. But when it comes down to, like, comic book artists and stuff like that, I get all fanboy, like, you know, sometimes because I'm like... You know, George Perez is like a living legend, you know? He's, right. he's the guy, you know, responsible for, like, my childhood. So it's like... Well, I mean, we're actually know? looking at somebody who saved Wonder Woman, literally. I mean, uh, he's extremely important. I mean, like, most of the DC universe right now, like, because of him, like, like a lot of it is really cool... 
because of him. Like a lot of the characters they use now are basically all you know stuff that George Perez created. You know, and, and think about this, Humphrey. The next Batman movie, the villain yeah, is George, yeah, is George Perez and Marv Wolfman. Yeah, and like I told you before, Deathstroke is my all-time favorite DC villain. You know, like uh, Deathstroke and Black Adam. Like uh, my two favorite DC villains, but yeah, Deathstroke is is a uh, one of the best villains that you know. Like to me, I always felt like Deathstroke was a uh, he's the what do you call it? The anti-bat. He's the real anti-Batman. Like everybody is always trying to make a anti-Batman, and like it, it's it's always been there, and no one like just realizes it <laughs> it's like deathstroke is the anti-batman like he's he's like batman like you know but he will but, kill uh, yeah but he he'll kill people you know i think the game's kind of tapped into that a little bit maybe for mainstream to know it more you know the the fact that deathstroke is that's the difference you know between the two mm-hmm yeah. So I'm looking forward to that movie-wise, and and then you know right back to George, you got the the creator, the the co-creator of Deathstroke there, and so many other characters, and you know uh, his work on both you know DC, Marvel, and independent stuff, you know Boom Studios. It's it's just we could talk all day going down the list of stuff he's done. I mean, the other thing he's responsible for, and you know it's the big Marvel event, Uh-oh. is he's responsible for the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like, you know, that's that's another George, you know, thing, and it's you know, that's what I'm saying. Like half of the stuff that comes out now, and like people don't even know it, but like he's responsible for a lot of things, you know, that people are fans of now, you well, know. Or think about, I think I can't remember if it's the number seventh cover of all time. It's it's in the top. And that is the uh, Superman carrying the dead Supergirl. Think about that cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those Crisis covers were like, you know, my favorite cover of the Crisis was like the one with all the villains running towards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Towards you and stuff. Like, I just love that, that, that cover. And I think it's Justice League 217, 218, 217, I think he did. I think Giordano did 218 where... You'll see that. That's with all the characters on in the space background. Uh, it, it, and you'll see it on T-shirts. Uh, the big W store sold it for a period of time. It was on notebooks and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you could go to stores and his artwork is there. You know, that that's on clothing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in Mount Dora, the same person. Yeah, man. Freaking the guy who's responsible for all the stuff that, you know... I mean, technically, like, he's responsible. I mean, you know, some people might might argue about it, but he's kind of responsible for Deadpool 2. Oh, yes. You know, if you kind of think about it, because Rob Lightfield is a huge George Perez fan. Right. And basically, he swiped, you know, Deadpool, like, from George, because basically he just made him into his own character. Like, he's... He's basically a hybrid of, of, you know, of um, Deathstroke, you know, like. And, and the similarity and the, in the similarities in the names, the secret yeah, identities. Yep. The costume is kind of similar. Like they're they're like ninjas. They have the, you know, the eye thing going on. Right. The, you know, I mean, and then, you know, on top of it, it's, you know, Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson and. Right. Deathstroke is. Like uh, Slade Wilson, right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, it's like, you know. And then I, I think Rob Liefeld even said that he's like, he, it's a total like, rip, you know, like it's like spoof or whatever you want to call it, you know. And like people are loving Deadpool, but it's like, you, you know, you gotta respect the where it originates from, you know, like. I mean, that's you, why. 
and, and Arrow, the TV shows, one of the, you know, that's when I loved Arrow was when you had Deathstroke on it. Oh yeah. That, and he's, I th- I, I'm thinking he's coming back because they showed like, um, pictures, I guess, like online that Deathstroke is like sitting with Steve Amell and then there's posters, I guess, of like Deathstroke and like Arrow posters, I guess. So I'm guessing he's he's going to be coming back this season. Manu Bennett playing uh playing Yeah. Manu. Wow. I get I I'm guess like they didn't show Manu Bennett, but they showed, you know, Deathstroke in the costume. So wow. I don't I don't know if ben, Bennett's coming back because I know he had some problems. He, like he, yeah. he was he with with how his portrayal of Deathstroke was. But like that's what supposed that's what he said, I guess, right? And then like he left the show for a while. But. Yeah, and then he had some trouble at a convention, and I don't know where that stands now. And but yeah, but I'm <clears throat> I think he's coming back. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's gonna be the villain, and just like he's gonna be one of the villains, I guess, in Justice League and. They say that he's going to be the main villain in the, the new Batman movie. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't bog down the new Batman movie with a bunch of, you know, I, I'd rather be him. And that's what I'm guessing. Like I'm I'm guessing that they're trying to build up, like, you know, um, Deathstroke's popularity to kind of like make him more of the Batman villain. Instead of the Joker, I guess, because I guess with the portrayal of Joker and Suicide Squad, a lot of people weren't happy with it. Right. And they got a lot of bad reviews. And plus, um, Leto, like, kind of, you know, he kind of, there was that video that went around that he was, like, you know, that he was kind of pissed about it, I guess. Right. Yeah. That that they cut his his parts out. So, you know, he used bad mouthing, I guess, DC or whatever. And I mean that can't be good, you know. So. And plus, it gives them a chance if they give the Joker a little bit of hiatus, they could reboot, you know, with somebody else, uh, you know, down the road. It'd be yeah. it'd be harder to do right now. Mm-hmm. So back to Mount Dora Lake Collect Gun. We have George Perez, and I am urging people to get to the show ahead of time. Now this will be a more intimate setting than compared to a huge. Uh, multi-day convention in a big metropolitan area. But even with that said, you know, you want to get there early. Uh, doors open up at 10 o'clock. I have no idea if there will be lines. Uh, George is signing and sketching at the event. So Not my- only do we have George, but we got some really amazing people that are going to be there. Like- right. Well, see, that's what I'm going to ask you about. Let's see if we can go down the list in our heads here because neither one of us has a cheat sheet in front of us. And I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts on him. Let's uh, let's go to Nathan Zerdy. Uh, what pops in your mind there about Nathan? Um, he does like really hot Harley picture drawings, pictures. And, and wait a minute, and, and Zatanna too, right? <laughs> yeah, Zatanna. I'm 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 a huge fan of like Nathan's like Harley stuff. Like I'm always like every time Nathan comes out with a new Harley piece, I'm like I gotta get it. <laughs> I'm like Nathan. I, I I need a I need that Harley. I, I think he's giving away a free Harley, right? Oh, he I is. Just, I didn't yeah, I like, didn't know that. Yeah, like I think Nathan and I forgot who else was. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know who else was giving out free prints or something. I think if it's like the. I mean, let me look it up real fast. I know it was something. It was like certain amount of people comment certain amount of time uh, like a certain time i guess and okay the first hundred attendees will get a limited edition print per person 50 harley quinn prints by nathan zerdy and 50 lana wood prints by chris king oh wow yep that's pretty cool there so if you're if uh, what you call it? If I was you, I'd try to get there early. So. Yes. So you got you got Nathan Nathan Zerdy with with his beautiful stuff. 
Yeah, I'm gonna get there early just to get that Harley print. Oh, you, you no, you can't have one. These are for the general populace. You can't have one, buddy. Nathan, save you one. <laughs> no, you, you you'll you'll just have to wait till four o'clock and see if one is left left. You get you gotta wait till the end of the show, buddy. You're restricted. It's the end of the line for Humphrey. Can't cut oh. in front. So we got, and let's see, we got Nathan with beautiful artwork, uh, you know, Poison Ivies and DC Girls and, you know, superheroes and just gorgeous work. And then we got, you just mentioned him, who I call the madman of art. We have uh, Chris King there. He'll be bringing his five foot by 40 paintings, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and other paintings as well. You'll uh, have a very unique uh, look at things like Edgar Allan Poe stuff and other things as well. Chris is very interesting to talk to. He's fun. Uh, I consider him a renaissance man. And let's move over to somebody else. I'm kind of curious how you react to him. He's the one who was shy a year ago meeting George Perez. And that, do you know who I'm going to talk about? Yeah, my good buddy, John Pinto. That's right, John Pinto. So, T- uh, tell us about John Pinto's art from another artist's point of view. Tell tell us about John. John, man, it's his his stuff is basically like when I look at it, it just reminds me so much of Drus Drusen. So like every time I look at John, it's like his his artwork just blows me away. It's it's just some really amazing stuff that he does. <clears throat> I uh, my one of my walls is full of uh, his work and. It's kind of cool. A number of years ago, before I met him, somebody went to, I believe it was Dragon Con, picked up a piece thinking of me from John and gave it to me. And then I was at Tampa Bay, not uh, a fanboy, fanboy expo in Tampa and met John. I was went, went past his table and he somehow recognized Kimmy and I. And I walked up and talked to him for a second. And I realized I had his art in our studio and I was like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, you're right about who you you think that uh, he reminds you of. And me, a little bit of a Norman Rockwell kind of a approach, too. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, like, uh, John's stuff is is really beautiful. Like, his, like he does amazing, um, like, movie-type posters, like yeah. true street-type posters. Yeah. It's just, like, it's it kind of... It's 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 really cool because it's like they are affordable, you know, like and I feel like these things should be like in like in a museum or something. Like they're 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 really high quality, like professional like pieces, you yeah. know? Yes. I mean Drew Struzan sells his stuff for like, you know, for crazy just for the posters I think like some 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 of them go for a lot, you know? And when I look at John Pinto stuff, I'm like, it's in that same, you know, level of like, you know, of Drew Struzan. Just like it's, it's really, really amazing stuff that he does. Now, moving out of the art world, but staying with comic books, uh, your friend Roland Mann will be there. Yeah, my buddy Roland Mann. Former Marvel and Malibu editor and writer and also independent uh, comic book creator. Yep, I'll probably be hanging out with him most of the day. Just did, like, did you know this, Humphrey? He has written a novel. Oh, really? He has the novel with him. It'll be at his table for purchase. He will sign it. It's a science fiction fantasy love story. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. And and Roland, uh, you know, you want to hear more about Roland's world and that writing, that thing, you can check out on our episode 1007. Roland goes in details about that. Plus, if you want to talk about comic book history, talk to him. He actually teaches a course at Full Sail University on comic book writing, and I know he deals with the history of comic books as well. Yeah, Roland's always great to talk to. I love talking to him, just hanging out and just talking to Roland. And then if you're looking for comic book stuff, I recommend Todd Merrick of Heroes Landing in Claremont. He will be there bringing his crazy stuff with him. Uh, one of the nicest individuals you can ever come across. We highly recommend his store, and he's you know he's sort of like the home away for home for uh, John Pinto. That's the home of John Pinto, Heroes uh, Heroes Landing. Yeah, we we keep saying that we're gonna make a like a, a trip to his um. Well, you know what? He's got store. it. He needs to officially invite us. Yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, it's funny. It's like every time he comes to my, like, when I see him at, like, my booth and stuff, I didn't, like, for a long time, I didn't even know that that was him. Because, like, like he'll, he'll come to my booth and talk to me. But I'm just like, I've seen this guy before and I'm talking to him. But I don't, I don't remember who it is. And then one day, like, I think he, either he messaged me or you, you, you were talking about him. And then you were telling me that he, like, uh, he has a really cool store. And like we should take a trip up there, and then like um, so I looked him up, and I was like, I know that guy. He comes to my booth all the time. <laughs> that, that, that's Uncle Fester from the Adams family. That's all you got to remember. He's Uncle <laughs> Fester. He actually cosplays as Uncle Fester. Seriously. Really? Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yes, he he does on more than one occasion. He likes to go to Spooky Empire's uh, convention and and cosplay as Uncle Fester. Aren't they bringing the Adams family back? Like I heard, I thought I heard something about that was going to be coming back. Is Todd going to be Uncle Fester? Is that what you're saying? He he's going to leave us and go to Hollywood? Yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. If oh he, yeah. If he, <laughs> then we could say we know it's Uncle Fester. Yeah, 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 that's real cool. And of course, there's going to be tons of toys. There's going to be tons of collectibles, comic books. Tom Ropp with Pop Culture Playground will have, you know, Silver Age, maybe even Golden Age. I've seen him sell Golden Age before. Modern Age comic books there. Chance for Humphrey to uh, add to his collection. I need to take a break from my collection. No, you don't. You need to <laughs> fill those holes, buddy. I think you need some of those key books. You need, yeah. Humphrey needs, like, you know, uh, Hulk 181, uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 129. You need something like that. Mm. And, and hey, maybe Amazing Fantasy 15. You know, I held that in my hands at a convention recently. You know who actually looks for key books at cons? Nathan, I think. Really? Well, then yeah. Nathan might be over at uh, Tom Robb's Pop Culture Playground booth going through the, you know, all the uh, the comic books. Yeah, remember that, Tom. Go hunt down Nathan's already. <laughs> Bring some comics over to his booth. Yes. He might be interested. Now, let's move over to the important artist, you. What What is Humphrey bringing with him, besides himself? I'm bringing the, the, the Riley and Kimmy show. Oh, you are. <laughs> wait a minute. You know what? You for, Oh, you owe us something, buddy. And you can do it at Mount Dora. You owe us a, a jingle. You're supposed to sing a jingle. Yeah. Yeah, remember? You said you would do it next time we were together. So we will have the recording equipment ready. And because Outdated Slang, the the group, the musical group that provided our jingle that we opened the shows with, will be right next to us or right near us. They'll have their CDs available and they'll be signing them and taking pictures for free and they would just love to hear Humphrey sing the jingle. <laughs> yeah. You could I can't sing it as good as Katie does. Katie, oh, that, Katie. Hey, now listen, we, we have some versions there, you know, uh, we've played in the past. I mean if some of the people that have, that have been brave to sing, you can do it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we have George Lowe, Space Ghost, singing the jingle three or four times. Different versions. <laughs> he was a madman. He just belted it out. How much did you, did you pay him? I didn't pay him anything to do that. He's a friend. He wanted to do that. <laughs> How much <laughs> did I pay him? No, I'm not paying you, Humphrey, to do this, okay? <laughs> oh, man. No payment for Humphrey. So def mm -hmm. definitely show up. 10 o'clock is the when the doors open. 4 o'clock is when it comes to an end. There's a cosplay contest going on. They actually have a cosplay uh, cos uh, parade, a costume parade that happens that the show promoter Greg leads around the uh, convention scene. That'll be going on. Um, so costumers are welcomed. And bring your family, bring your friends, bring everybody. That's to Mount Dora. It's very close to Orlando. It's close to Daytona Beach. And this will be a fun day. That is a Saturday show. And head early. We're just trying to urge that. You know, get there early. You don't want to be left out. Yeah. So 
that's the big day. LakeCollecticon.com's website. Now, Humphrey, let's move over to conventions with something else. Now, you know, to me, the Lake Collecticon shows a very precious type of thing. It's an animal that I don't know uh, if that type of convention is going to exist in the near future, meaning five years down the road. I assume it will in Mount Dora because it's established. I'm talking about other areas around the country because right now we have an explosion of conventions and all different sizes. And it seems like everybody, or at least you encounter a lot of people think that, hey, let's just start a convention. I mean, I'm not going to out anybody, but I know for a fact recently one has just popped up in Florida out of nowhere. And it's somebody who doesn't even live in the city or even in the county. They've decided that they can go in and make money in that area uh, by just doing a, a convention for one day. And this is not unheard of. It's happening a lot. And big conventions are actually shifting the way they are. And just recently, matter of fact, you sent me this article. It's in the uh, Hollywood Reporter. And we put a link to that on our uh, nerd news section. And it talks about the cash grab that celebrities can do at conventions. And we're talking about the Hollywood-type celebrities, right, Humphrey? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where there is a change. I mean, the the these shows, and you, you and I did a very big show this year, we're not going to say where, that there were some vendors and even some artists we know that were complaining that the, there wasn't a lot of attention at their tables that the big draw was all the celebrities. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think we're going to see more of, correct? I mean, that's, especially the way this article is talking about, is that's the shift. It's going to be changing or shifting away from merchandising and shifting away from, you know, maybe even art available, comic books available. It's people that are going to be just flocking to the celebrity tables. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, uh kind of it's kind of weird now because like i was i was actually talking to some people about it and it's like you know every every um city like or area has a different reason why people go to cons you know and um like that's that's something i i, I kind of been realizing doing all these cons in Florida is just like certain areas are all about artists and comic books and stuff. And then certain areas are just all about the celebrities. And then certain areas are just like freaking daycare for the teenagers, you know? So it's like, it's very weird. Like how the con, the cons are nowadays, like, you know, you, you can try to open up a con in, like, a certain area, and if you really don't know the area, it's not a good thing because, you know, depending on the kind of crowd that, you know, that goes to these kind of cons, like, you, you kind of have to kind of have to do your research, I guess, you know, and right. kind of figure out, like, like what kind of people are going to be going to these cons because like I've noticed there's a lot of cons that people just go for the experience and they're not really fans. You know, they, they just think it, they hear comic con and they think it's, Oh, it's one of those comic cons like, you know, that you see on TV, you know, and it's, you know, but then when they go, these people are not really there for anything. They're just there to like, it's a social experiment, or not experiment, social, you know, to uh, socialize. Yeah, they're there just to experience it, you know, just kind of say like, oh, I, I went to this con. I went to Comic-Con, you know? Right. But these people don't realize, like, you know, if they're not all Comic-Con. Like, you know, they're not all San Diego comic you know, just because they're called Con. Right, you know? right. It's, it's called the Con or whatever, you know? And... and you know, from the article that you shared and you read as well is one of the things I took away from it is back a few years ago, matter of fact, more than a few years ago, the, the type of celebrity that would be at a convention was usually, as they pointed out, somebody that was on their way out, somebody that hadn't acted in a while, a long while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was your, 
you know, somebody you probably may, may have even forgotten about. It was on some TV show 10 years before or more. And now the, it's the big names. And they say the, it's the A-list celebrities now are coming into the convention scene. It's only going to grow even more. And that's going to change the dynamic because, you know, I see bigger shows. They will raise the gate, meaning the admission price is going to be more. And mm. because they have to pay to bring in somebody and, you know, people are going to be standing in longer lines and paying, you know, more for autographs and more for photos. Exactly. And that's where a lot of like, you know, um, all the, you know, and then when they, when they bring in like some of these a name, big name actors and stuff like these, you know, um, these guys are guaranteed like a certain amount you right. know, to be at the show. So, you know, they get, you know, they get like first dibs, like, you know, like they, they get all the privileges and everything. And it's just like, you know, so because of that, like they have to, you know, they have to cater to these actors and then, you know, um, basically, by doing that, they're going to have to up the price of the cons and, right. you know, charge more for tables, you know, and it's just like, but the thing is, it's like going big like that sometimes. I don't know if it's a good thing because it becomes way too expensive and it's like you're you're kind of like trying to make this that one-time event that, you know, that everybody should spend their money at, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, but no one, not, not a whole lot of people, you know, can afford it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's what the question is going to be is what is the breaking point, you know, where it's too much. Um, yeah. Because I mean, you know, like the, the big one that we have down here, like, you know, their ticket prices are going up. And then on top of that, you know, they, they charge, like, the celebrities, you know, like, now it's not it's not like they get one or two celebrities from a certain show. They get the whole cast. Right. You know, and they get the whole cast, and then, you know, they do, like, you know, deals, like, VIP deals or whatever kind of deals to, like, you know, you can take a picture with the whole cast. Correct. You know? Correct. And what happens? Everyone spends all their money on on that in which the, is, in in the celebrity area yeah which is cool if, if if that's what you're into you know but it's just like but that at the end of the day that's where you know like where everything is going to and it's like sooner or later like um you know like People are not gonna have money for all of that, you know. It's just like, it's it's, it's everything gets way too expensive, you see, know. See, like, see, that's where I think the smaller cons can exist as long as they don't get too expensive, meaning too expensive at the gate, and they don't try to compete celebrity-wise with with these yeah, other big shows. But there are smaller cons now that I've been seeing that they keep jacking up their prices too. Exactly. And they're jacking up their prices, and they get like some some you know celebrities to be at their show and like and it ends up becoming a show because it's like all they do is cater to these celebrities and like all the traffic just goes to the celebrities and that's it you know it doesn't go to anything else and you know it just basically takes away from the con and like you know um it kind of sucks because then, you know, it like not everyone is getting their fair share of like being at this con. You know what I mean? And I think unf but, unfortunately we don't have a, a lot of young getting into comic books who, you know, let's say 10 years, five years, 10 years down the road, they're not going to be flocking to a comic book show. Um, the people who go to the freaking cons nowadays they're not even going because of comic books they're going because of celebrities correct for celebrities and they're going for cosplayers you know just to take pictures of cosplayers because 
it's basically like a, it's like a freak show. It's it's like you know it's like going to Mardi Gras, you know, and watching like you know these people in like crazy costumes. And, well, and we also have something else. With the bigger cons, they can afford this because of the size and they have the 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 arena to do it, meaning the theater to do it. They have panels and. Yeah, you have people. Is, people. That's the only thing they go for a convention for is panels. Mm-hmm. And like, um, yeah, the, like the bigger cons still have that. Has they still have that? And you know, small cons have it too. But I've noticed like a lot of panels nowadays. Like, um, like I, I they they don't do as well either anymore, right? Like. Ones I've seen and attended have, have been very well. Now I don't I don't know you know uh, if you've encountered one that had you know uh, a low attendance or not. But the ones I've attended, uh, especially at the last very big Orlando show, uh, it was well attended. And then the one uh, I did recently uh, this month, actually earlier this month at a location, a three day con. Uh, I'm gonna call it a smaller con. Uh, its panels were full and and were very successful. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like the the industry, the the con scene. It's been kind of, I don't know. It's kind of been kind of weird, weird this year. It's like, it's like you know, I think it's becoming too oversaturated. Like there's just way too many um, cons popping up out of out of nowhere, and you know, people are just making events like all the time now, you know? You know, yeah. I, th- I think the smaller, like I said, the smaller ones, I think people are going to have to be realistic if they're thinking about doing it. If they're happy and they can uh, exist with a 300 to 500 attendee, then that's great. And you're not gouging people at the door. Uh, that's great. And there's money there yeah. for the, the, the artists inside and the comic book dealers and the toy dealers. You know, those animals, I think, can exist. It's just when I hear some of those promoters talking about very big numbers that they're wanting to attract with that kind of show, that's going to be very hard to do. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, not everyone can be like, you know, not everybody everybody can be dragon con. Yeah. No, not everyone can be like a dragon con or or San Diego comic con or, whatever you know what they see on tv you know even with that you have to cater to that if they want if people want to be that then they have to cater to what you know what they do and you know with those cons you know like they they really like you know they kind of go all out with those cons you know right it's like Like I was just telling you before with the toy vendors and stuff like that, like, like, um, with cons like that, they, they don't bring in like just toy vendors. They bring in like the big, oh, the, you, the real, you're talking about like New York comic con. Yeah. Like they bring in like sideshow collectibles and, you know, um, you know, and then they have like exclusives that you can buy at their booth. You know, it's like and people, I know people who, who like, Freaking wait early in the morning to, you know, to go to like Mattel to get like the new toy that they're coming out with, you know, or something like that, you know. It's just like, <clears throat> you know, people people want these like you know special exclusives when they go to the, these big cons, you know, and then like that's that's what it is too, like. Like a lot of the the bigger cons, they they you know most of them sell like the like um the rare collectible stuff you know, but nowadays you go to the smaller cons and all they sell is like the that you you would probably find at Big Lots, you know, and it's just like that's not the stuff that people want to collect you know. Well, you you do find the vendors that do focus on. You know the vintage material. Um, example: Jim Care of Carousels Collectibles. You know he, he has things that are harder to find um, mm-hmm. available, 
And, yeah. and and there's there's vendors like that, you know, that do take their time and they hunt down the stuff and um, that they cater to the collector, the true hardcore, you know, whether it's a toy collector or a lunchbox collector, those, those do exist. Uh, yeah. You know, but there are a ton at some shows of people that are selling pop vinyls and the reason they're still selling those pop vinyls. Yeah. I don't know. I like, um, those pop vinyl things. I don't, I don't. Do you own one? Yeah, I have a couple, but I don't go crazy and collect. I just collect the character. And the only, honestly, the only pop vinyls that I collect are Harley. I don't, and I only have the Harley ones. That's it. Like I don't really collect any other. Well, I figured because you're such the the big Batman fan, you'd have every Batman pop vinyl there is. I was. I was gonna start like you know I'm, I was tempted and I wanted to get Nightwing and stuff, but never. I never made the you know the jump for it. Well, you know what? I'm sure where we're going to be uh, Saturday. Mount Dora. There will be a pop vinyl dealer there. He might have your Nightwing. I'm sure someone. Everyone always has a Nightwing. But I don't know. It's just like I got I got other stuff that I want to buy. That 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 that's the stuff that I don't even bother looking at. Wow, you discriminate. You don't even buy on impulse. No, because I I go for the. You know what I go for. I go for the bigger. Yeah, you, you go for those high-end uh, statues. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even waste my time with pop vinyls. Like, if I do buy a pop vinyl, it's just because it's at you know it's at the, you know, the moment I just see it and I'm like, hey, you know, look at that. It's Harley, and I'm, then I'll buy it. But other than that, I'm like. Uh, like, I don't really need it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Mr. Discriminator, I see how you are. Well, you know, I expect you to buy something at uh, Mount Dora, Lake Collecticon. I want to see you with a collectible in your hand. <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably end up buying something. I always do. Okay. You'll disappoint me if you don't. <laughs> yeah, me, Tom. Me and me and uh, Nathan, we're we're always talking about collectibles. We're always talking about the the DC direct stuff that comes out, the bombshells. Oh, how about that uh, that vampire Batgirl bombshell? Oh uh, yeah, that one just came out recently too. Do you see? Do you own that one? Have you ordered that one? No, um, I only pick certain ones that I really like. Well, I kind of like that one. You could buy that one for me if you want to. It was my birthday, like. Well, it was mine too. Like my well, mine was before yours. Well, my <laughs> well, see, mine's closer now in importance. Mine's the more recent one. Yours is ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the way it works. Now, by the way, you totally forgot two artists that are appearing at uh, Lake Collecticon, and you know them, and one being Chad Thomas, who will be there. He is. Uh, artist on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He likes calling himself a cartoonist. Uh, you can find out why he likes calling himself a cartoonist. We interviewed him in the past. We have it available on RileyandKimmy.com. And then Rob Gilry of Chew is there as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that they were there. Yeah, they're there too. So, I mean, this is going to be a you know powerhouse, uh-huh. powerhouse packed uh, show. You, Greg. Greg got, Greg's like moving up, man. He, he is. I mean, think about that. He's got Hollywood there. He's got Lana Wood. Uh, she's there. Uh, he's got George Perez. He's got Nathan. Got John Pinto. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm forget- You know, he's got Chad Thomas. He's got Rob Gilry. He's got you. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a big fun event. And get this, it's only five dollars to get into the door. Five dollars. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that, man. You got you got all these great people that are gonna be there. Probably some of the best artists in, in Orlando and Florida. So I mean, I mean you could t- you could take back a ba- a couple of bags of aluminum cans and get in the door. Mm-hmm. 
you are ready to meet people in Mount Dora at Lake Collecticon? Um, I'm pretty much somewhat ready. All right. Well, that, that's good. Uh, you know, flock to his table. Uh, he is probably one of the nicest human beings you can meet at a convention. Uh, he's a little bit shy, and uh, just a tad, um, you know, but uh, he will talk and interact and talk about art and comic books and nerd stuff. So be sure to stop by Humphrey's table. Humphrey, we look forward to having you sing on the Riley and Kimmy show. Practice that jingle. I don't know about any jingles. Oh, well, you can do it. You know, Kimmy's looking forward to you being a jinger. That's somebody who sings a jingle. So we're looking forward to Humphrey joining the, the playlist of those who have been brave to sing the Riley and Kimmy show jingle. Yeah. I'll probably lose my voice by then, but I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) We, We can give it a shot, I guess. Thank you to Humphrey Ching for being on the Riley and Kimmy show. Thank you, Humphrey. And be sure to stop by Humphrey's table and check out his beautiful art that's available and all the individuals we talked about. And stop by the Riley and Kimmy Show table and sing the jingle, the Riley and Kimmy Show jingle. Jing it. Yeah, be a jinger because outdated slang, real close to us, will really love hearing that. And I'm being very serious about that. We would love to meet you. Stop on by. Mount Dora is a location. You can find out more about Lake Collecticon at lakecollecticon.com. And by the way, we have daily episodes available. If it's your first time checking out the Riley and Kimmy show, if you discovered us at Lake Collecticon, we talk about nerd, geek, pop culture stuff every single day with the Riley and Kimmy show. And if you love animals, by the way, we have another show, a spinoff show, and that's what we do about that. We also make appearances and promote animal events. And I'm talking about dogs, cats, also pigs, and, and wildlife as well. Correct, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And you can find out more about that at animalspecial.com. You can find our archived pop culture nerd geek shows and videos and interviews and you know, photos and so much more on our website with social media links. And what is that web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.